0: Um, folks at home, folks at home. What size? Oh,
1: oh, oh. I don't have my hat on anymore. I have to do that. What size is? Uh that? welcome back. This is schooling bass. Hey, this is the fun part Slippers of the show. He's not even paying attention. It was a damn cell phone. The uh, I'm gonna just talk to myself. This is... No, Scoop's hard at work. He's got I mean, he's got a breaking hard. scoop. Well, I'm gonna talk to myself. This is what I do when I'm in a boat by myself anyway. I just talk to myself mm-hmm. randomly. So I might as well just keep talking to myself. Uh, this is Ike after hours. This is a fun part of the show, Pete, because this is more informal. We get to turn off, uh, you know, the formality of the show a little bit. Take your shoes off. Take your shoes off. You can take them off. Everybody, take yeah. your shoes off. <laughs> oh, yeah. Except Bill. Uh, Mom, Bill, you look way too comfortable over You there. do look comfortable. You got the Kenny Rogers sweater going on. The yeah. beard. I mean, it's just amazing. Uh, This is the part... (laughs) Your belly wanted to say something. This is the part of the show where you get to ask anything you want. Uh, We've got multiple ways for you to get in touch with us. Use the instant messaging uh, right to the left of your screen or right of your screen. Is it right? Uh, You can tweet us the questions. Mike underscore Iconelli at Twitter. And... Use that phone number at the bottom of the screen. You see it down there, Pete? That barely. One. I'm going to say it's eight five five four nine eight zero six nine one. Excellent. Work. If my eyes are right, Very that's what nice. I'm going to say. Okay. I can see that. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> Bill just unplugged himself from the matrix. Please plug it back in. Uh, call us and let let us know what questions you have. I don't know, but. I'd like to talk more about the hot topic, but do we do we want to get right into that, or do we want
2: to? No, no, no. Well, let's let's a peek. Get right into it. This is this is good stuff. <laughs> Brian, you just love the controversy. Well, Brian no, just, this is this is awesome breaking uh, news right we got right here. I, no? You know, I'm just over here relaxing. Yes, you know, Graham yeah. well, cool. Cool. wants to fight. I don't want to fight. He I like it. Fight. We're getting information. That's Jersey. That's a,
1: that's a. That's a.
2: That's a. If you're born in New Jersey, have a little bit of that. It's, well, it's it's free. in the blood. Well, let let us first, but you know, what do you want to talk about, Brian? <laughs> <You> want, my <laughs> Pete has a limp, mic tonight, Brian. What it? What is it you want to talk about? Uh, didn't you just say you got a, an important text, Pete? Well, I got a bunch of texts. That's true. We want to talk about the DQ, right? That's what we're talking about. We were talking we about the DQ. We want to contradict before. some things that were said earlier. And, uh, you know, after the show was over, I checked my messages. And uh, I got a message from the tournament director. Um, and, uh, well, I'll just read it to you, right? I'll just read it straight up. And uh, he said, well done, Pete, thanks. I think you were fair. And uh, he said Brian, however, was wrong. But we know that in most, <laughs> in most situations, <laughs> nine, not, I'd say ninety percent. Bass has never, uh, you know, stated that they failed a polygraph. Nor did we update Wired to Fish. They did that on their own. Wow! So that so. so but, but why are we here finding that out on our own? Well, that's there's, true. There's so much, there's such a lack of information, and even when pressed and Pete digging into it, still a lack of information and a lot a lot more question marks to leave us to sit here and formulate our own conclusions. And you know, again, I did state that we're reading it from Wired to Fish. Right. Wired to Fish on their website says they have an update from Bass. Hey, if it's not true, it's not true. You know, but how are we left to know that? Well, I, I wow. you know, update from Bass. You, well, gotta, that's great. I'm glad they did. You got to read what, what you're, you know, you're saying there. This is, is this an update from B A S S? No, what I heard you read was that somebody interviewed the guy that gave the polygraph. Not an update from Bass. That's what I heard you read when we were on the air. Okay. And uh, it, it's, a, it's a, it's a slippery slope. How credible is that source? What source?
3: Your source?
2: Well, you know, my source is the tournament director from Bass. The, is he credible? <laughs> Are you saying Trip call, Trip texted you? No, it wasn't. No, trip. no, this was John Stewart, the guy who levied the DQ. Well, the, yes, the okay. tournament director from Bass, which is awesome. And, and and all we were looking for was a story statement from them to begin with, right? Right right and they they made their statement, which is they're sticking by their policy well I wouldn't know right but the, but the policy never says we saw them throw an a rig a b rig a c rig a d rig nothing just that they were disqualified for failing for failing uh, rule c seven right did That's somebody see say. them throw it because the internet lights up with guys saying otherwise well who cares okay I mean is that real the internet lights up about everything. Uh, it's, right? it's it's, it's interesting when it doesn't. It doesn't there's a blank story coming from one side, and there's a yeah. lot of guys in Passionate coming from the other side. Well, I believe there's you know passion. It's a that's a that's, that's relevant too. You know, you got you got a lot of guys that are on both sides of this issue. Well, you know, I, I wouldn't even say that. You know, there's probably a bunch of guys on the on the. You know, side that you know they're pissed off about the disqualification. Or upset, I guess. You know, but you know, there's there's the guy. You got to look at the guys that have followed down the and listen to tournament trail. You know, these guys got DQ'd. If we assume that the disqualification was done in a fair, a diligent manner, right? They, those guys deserved to move up the leaderboard, right? What about those guys? Who's protecting them? Who's watching out for them? That's what the tournament director's there for to watch out for those guys, to watch out to make sure that this is a fair tournament. this is this is this is done in an appropriate fashion. Uh, you know that's what the tournament director is there for. He's there to protect the anglers. you know and you know we got to buy into that system or we got to change it. whether whether I I'll be honest with you, I don't know whether them being you know vague in this manner is the right thing to do or or transparency is the right way to go? I, I don't know I'm not a judge of jury but uh, you know you gotta you gotta credit them for sticking sticking by their guns and uh, that's what they've done here. Well I want to know this is it true that shots were fired from the grassy
1: knoll? <laughs> <laughs> it is actually it is. okay. What about the book suppository? <laughs> I said Did I say suppository? I meant depository. Well, it's inter- it's interesting. It's very. interesting. did you I ever got... Brian Did you ever use a book's depository before? No,
2: not once. Okay, but uh, sounds uncomfortable. Let's uh, let's do something real quick here. We have we have someone on Skype. We have a caller on the line. Mm-hmm. So let's uh, let's start moving. We're going to go to Skype call first. Sounds great. All right, and uh, it's my main man, Fat Cat uh, uh, Newt.
1: Fat Cat Newt, everybody, Fat Cat. Round of
4: applause. For Back at sure it, everybody. Sky. Hey, listen, uh, it's been a crazy year, man. Crazy year of fishing. We got uh Chris Lane's boat caught on fire. We got KVD, no classic, we got FLW losing sponsors, along with other big fishermen losing sponsors. And then we got the big news that just happened recently with old Johnny Morris buying out Bass Pro. It's been a crazy year in the Ooh, bass fishing what you industry. What do y'all think?
1: Big news! Big yeah. news! The Johnny Morris one. Yeah, I man. want to talk about. He, he that's bought, that's he
4: interesting. Out Ranger Straddles. Yeah. 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 I mean, what do you? I mean, I was about to buy three or four Rangers. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to buy seven, one for each day of the week. But then, like I said, Johnny bought them out, and it kind of messed up the paperwork and everything. So I decided not to.
1: Man, that's it's big. I wanna know how does that change the dynamics of anglers who are competing or give you I'm gonna give you an example. Skeet Reese owns a Ranger, he's a Ranger pro, and one of his major sponsors is Dix.
2: Dix is a competitor of Bass Pro. How does that work out? How does that work? Well, you know, obviously there's a conflict there, you know, but I think next, I think Johnny's going to buy BASS, then he's going to buy FLW. Then, I don't know, what's he going to buy next? Walmart. (laughs) Walmart might be next. But it's interesting, there's definitely a conflict there, you know, we're going to see guys like Skeet that have a a big-time conflict, Shaw has a big-time conflict,
3: Ah, another one, sure.
2: Yeah. One but over, overall, overall, I think it's great, man. I think those guys that are, you know, Ranger, Ranger guys, they're going to have big opportunities with Pass Pro.
4: Do you think it's going to affect the quality of Ranger? I mean, Nitro is a good boat, but like with Nitro, you buy a Nitro, you get a good deal on one, but once it comes off the parking lot, that bad boy, it plummets. They probably have one of the worst resale values out there. I know I'm sounding like I'm smart, but this is what somebody told me, and I heard. But Ranger, do you think it's going to be the same thing passed through Ranger Stratus and Triton, or are they gonna? Do you think Johnny will affect how they are produced, or will everything stay as is? Let me tell. Well,
2: here's what I think. I think Johnny has made fishing more accessible to to the average angler than anybody else in the sport of fishing. He's he's built you know some great things for fishing with bass pro shots with tracker with nitro and and you know i worked with ranger for a long time the quality that's out there at the ranger plant I, those folks are going to continue to deliver you know what they've been delivering for years and uh i don't think there's going to be any i don't think there's going to be any compromise there you know i really don't i think overall it's probably going to be good for the sport of fishing I don't know. Now, is it true that they're making them in China now?
4: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I heard. That they're in sweatshops now, already putting together Rangers. And, no, I'm just kidding. That's not nice. But, no, I mean, I like, I'm a nitro dude. I like nitros. They're good. You know, you get a good bang for your buck. It's just when they pull off the lot that drops. But listen, I'm tired of sounding smart. Uh, New Year resolutions. Like I said, we've like got the New Year coming. Uh, a lot of you co anglers out there. So, with the New Year resolutions you guys need to consider making is when you're out with a boater. And that dude's got a nice boat, man, 35, 40-gallon tank, $4 a gallon. He fills it up. Y'all fish all day up and down the river, the lake. Mm-hmm. Get back to the boat ramp, you give him a $10 bill. You give me a $10 bill, I'm going to shove it probably down your throat and pull it out your butt. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's one resolution. Wow. So consider wow. these guys who got these nice boats. You need to give them more money, take care of them. Uh, one of my main pet peeves you're on my boat, I look out back, and you're peeing off the back of my boat, no problem. Just make sure it goes out of the boat. You know, a lot of these guys, you look back and it's got, they have tinkled all over your boat, all over the, 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 the side it of it's like the boat. if somebody like a bladder a <laughs> Bad, pro- bad, bad prostate. Yeah, it's the old guys, bad prostate. Yeah. Bad prostate, a lot of yeah, push bad prostate, what are you yeah, know? Yeah, like, what if got to don't, drop don't. a deuce? Hey, no, I want to <laughs> pull to the shore for you. How about I just go ahead and pop the lid on my live well, and you go ahead and take a good old locker dump. Just, just oh. keep right in
0: there. <laughs> no
4: big deal. That's brown trout in the live well, isn't it? Brown trout, yeah, man. Hey, like oh. I say, uh, another thing with co anglers, man, y'all fellas got to learn how to back a boat in. I mean, it is horrible. is like Granny May, Snaking right on down. It's it's uh. It's sad. I want to get out sometimes and back the boat and form. And there's also a switch by the stairwell. You can turn the bright lights off. Try to turn the bright lights off when you back a boat down. It helps everybody waiting. That's true. Yeah, I, got, that is, yeah, I, got, I got to tell you, I,
2: I shared that with. Point, there's
1: man. many pros on tour that are still guilty of that, but of not turning their
2: lights off yes. on the ramp. That's but, a yeah, yeah. that's a pet peeve of mine. Uh, I I have to agree. I don't agree much. Good point with what Pat gets. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: but I, I got, Be tight. I got,
2: got to give you that one. That That's is pretty annoying. Turn those lights off when you're backing That's down, That's true. Guys.
0: Turn
1: them
4: off. Turn off. Especially how if about, they're rigids. How about <laughs> when you bring the, you know, you call your buddy up, or, you know, like you guys pros got colonists come on the boat, but... Like, for us, you know, you call your buddy up, hey, man, you want to hit the water two or three hours after work? You go to pick your buddy up, and there you stand in the driveway, two tackle bags, 12 rides, <laughs> he's got a lunchbox, and you're going fishing for two hours. Like, you just want to drive right on by him and keep going. <laughs> and the same thing with the co-anglers, you know, you guys, as boaters, man, you deal with a lot. You got guys that show up. He's got, you know, two life jackets, all these rides. He's holding a spinner rod upside down. Yeah, so co-anglers <laughs> tighten up. And uh, Chuck Woodworth. What, Woodward? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, one more thing. Listen, uh, you guys were talking earlier about how this is Fat Cat sounding smart again. How to stay warm when it's cold out? This is an old Indian trick. Uh, Take a hand warmer, and you glue that bad (laughs) boy and put it right to your chest, right on your heart. And when you do that, you know that's your pumper. It pumps warm blood all through your body. I don't know what, Aaron Martin's is talking about putting cayenne pepper on peanut butter, but (laughs) (laughs) we agree there for sure. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, I've done a little bit of Christmas shopping. I got all my Christmas shopping done. You guys know I've been around since 87, so I know all the pros real good, and uh, I picked a few things up for the pros. Uh, Aaron Martin's, I got him right here. I picked him a brand-new pair of his uh, yoga pants. Wow. Yeah, those right there, I'm pretty sure... Dude, those are right <laughs> uh, They look tight, too. And then we got Tommy Biffle. He likes his shorts nice and short. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh. Hey, look, Jordash, baby. What what oh, top are top they, top top top. they after watch? I got them so tight, you can count the, pain, the, count the change in the pocket. <laughs> Who else we got over here? Rolling duct tape. That's for Skeet Reese's mouth. Uh <laughs> mm-hmm. taken
1: care of? The roll's not big enough. <laughs>
0: Take <That thing, yeah.
4: laughs> And uh, last, I got a thing of tissues right here—SpongeBob tissues for Ish Monroe. <laughs> oh, <Lord, laughs> well, well. Look, man, I'm not gonna talk y'all to death. I know all these other cats want to call in and ask you—you uh, you got you use a polymer or a snail knot when, when you fish fishing grass. <laughs> Listen, all y'all right now that are about to call in that are probably cussing me and talking stuff on the sidebar, making messages. When you call Ike, you're talking to Ike and Ellie. Don't ask him about fishing. Ask him about uh. You know, when was the last time he got so drunk he pissed a bit? Um oh, that's, I was, if he did not have a beautiful tonight. wife like Becky and awesome kids if he was single, whose wife would he be going after? <laughs> <laughs> Ask questions like that, stuff we want to know. TMZ, well, <laughs> I'm going to tell you, yeah. y'all have a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year. Fat Cat Newton, y'all check me out on Facebook and YouTube. That, yeah, thank you, buddy. Fat Cat Newton, Fat Happy, Happy, Happy New Year, Merry Fat Christmas. Happy, Christmas. Okay. Man.
2: Thank you, buddy. Yeah. Fat Cat, always good. Always
1: informative information from Fat Cat. Yeah. I
3: was, noticed he didn't have a present it, it, for
1: you, It's pertinent. No, no. It, was, it is yoga, pertinent. Yoga pants for Aaron? If they were Aaron's actual yoga pants, I'm worried about Fat Cat.
2: <laughs> How did he get those pants? Why does this kid Spongebob...
1: Well, the crying I get. I don't know about the SpongeBob. But I get the crying because he was the whole thing with the. Yeah, I get that. But, oh,
2: that's what it was. Yeah, I missed it. I didn't get. Maybe that. he's a fan of SpongeBob.
1: Caller on line one. Mm. Uh, uh, caller line one. Where you call from? What's your name?
5: Uh, I'm Reese from North Dakota.
1: Hey, Reese. How you doing tonight, man? What's your
5: question? Uh, I love the show, guys. My question to you guys is. Uh, what do you guys think is the best way for a high school angler to start working his way into tournaments, whether it's through TBF or co-angling?
1: Great, great question, man. And, and I'm, I actually, it's your lucky day because we've got Adrian in, in the day tonight. night. Adrian, answer that question. You're, you're, you're the youngest here by far. Answer that question. That's a great question yeah I mean
6: looking back um kind of not looking back at what I did, but looking back at some of the successful people that I know i mean i would first I would first advise really to try and find a local club in your area, maybe uh fish at the club level for a little while then i really really hi- highly recommend fishing as a co angler um yes. and I think Right now, the best co-angler program that you have, and I know it's a little expensive, but it's the FLW Tour hands down. Um, You're fishing with the best caliber guys in the world, um, and you have a chance to to not necessarily your goal shouldn't be to make money, but it should be just to be able to be out there, break even, and learn from the best, and I think that's where your opportunity is at.
1: I'd I'd have to agree. I mean, what he's talking about is is kind of, I call it the stair-step process. Pete, we talked about this a million times. Don't jump into stuff before you're ready for it. Take your time. Club level, regional, co-angler, opens, you know, do it in those steps. And as you take your time... You'll advance when you're ready. Right. Great question. Thanks for the call, man. Right. you got, uh, you, got you got a little extra work. time to prepare up there in North Dakota. You do. You do <laughs> <have to laughs> in the time to season. <laughs> yeah. Bash <Advanced laughs> University
2: TV. Hey, Bill, Dakota or North Dakota?
1: <laughs> uh, that was a good question, man. We that get a funny. lot. You know, I'm that, surprised. get that a lot. We get it a lot. I'm surprised. Mm-hmm. Bill, here we are. We're at 5 after 11 p.m. ET, mm-hmm. Eastern Time. A lot of our callers are younger individuals.
3: And a pastor to be pastor bed bedtime? If I'm not mistaken, I think he said he was in high school, right? Yeah. yeah.
2: Into the mic, Bill. What's that? Okay, Harry. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> we're still a second-rate studio here. We don't have uh, we don't have dual mics. Yeah, this. we're eventually
3: going to get the done. caller was in high school, and that's an awesome place to start, it because is. if I'm not mistaken, I believe a lot of the federation, whether FLW or um, Bass Nation, work with those guys. So you know, high school program's growing. They are, you every know, every year it's getting bigger and bigger. And these guys are so enthusiastic. On top of that, Adrian, you may know more about this, but I believe there's also scholarships for. College for these guys, that they can then go ahead. It's yeah, real important seen, yeah. to get that college education. Yeah, yeah, big time, big
1: time. That's the way to do it. Awesome.
2: Looks, like, awesome looks like a lot of activity
1: going on back there.
2: Look at them, I do They're working they're, back there. No good back there, man. It's all he's, negative. He you ready he's, for? Uh, God, he's awesome. Shut the hell up, Pete. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> God, uh, <laughs> shut the hell up, Pete. You ready for a call, Mike? We're ready. Uh,
1: call, caller, what's your name? Where you call
2: from?
5: Uh, Jake from Mississippi.
1: Jake, what's up tonight, man? What's your question? Um,
7: uh, I was just going to ask, when's
1: the
5: last time you got so drunk you pissed your pants?
0: <laughs>
1: you <laughs> took that question from somebody. Uh, I want to be, be honest with you. Um, that, that's going to go way back. Uh, probably, uh God, I, I bet you I was in my twenties. That that was that was twenty years ago. But let me take this opportunity to ride out my good friend Tom Hershen that I went to high school with. Uh he's he's forty three, or uh, will be forty three in February. He pisses his pants every week. There he is right here. Uh, and there he goes. There's there's a good shot of Tom right there. He's former Coast Guard too. He wow. just he just never stopped wetting his pants since he was a kid.
5: That's so. a fact he loves the water. It's oh, that's it's great. Event. No, I just want to call and uh, I hired I just want to call and mess with you. Cool man. But, uh, but thanks for taking the call, man. Yes, sir. Uh, have a... oh,
1: yeah. Appreciate you. Happy Happy New Year.
5: I like that one.
1: <laughs> one, of, one of the best ones yet. <laughs> Can we get Tom to respond to that? Why isn't he watching? Cause... Oh, because he's pissing his pants right now. <laughs> exactly. He's cleaning up the bed. Poor Tom. He hey, actually, some does of us that. can't help that. You know. Still. Oh no.
2: No, he does. He does it. Well, Scotty B uh, has a message to you.
1: Oh, is he? Uh, right. Did you let Scotty know? That I had nothing to do with that note. No. He knows that. No. Uh, was he watching? No. He's not watching. No, he's probably asleep by now. He's asleep by now. All right, I, well, I told him it was you. You did? <laughs> that ain't good. Scotty, if you review the show tomorrow, I did not leave that note on your windshield. I don't want to point fingers, but it was that guy back in the booth back well, there.
3: And It was made out
2: of bark. Yes, please keep sending the IPA. We he love said, that beer. He says, "Merry Christmas." We got three new beers on tap Ooh. for holiday consumption. Wow! You hear that, he Brian? You must, must have got the message. Brian almost ruined the whole thing for us. Yeah, he almost did. Scotty what? B's got more beer for us. You almost ruined the whole thing. We got a message. For I you know? did. Yeah,
1: too. you left a nasty message on his.
2: Ah, uh, he loved it, dude. I got an amazing caller on the line. Okay. Good caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? <laughs> I uh, told you it's a good one.
5: Hi, uh, I'm Vala from Ohio.
1: Ooh. Hey, man, how you doing oh, tonight? I'm I'm good. How are you? Great, great. What's your question, man?
5: Um, I was just wondering, do you think that in the college level, it would be possible uh, to get the, maybe some college kids to qualify to the Elite Series to that? Or maybe lowering uh, open the costs to uh, fish, like for the open, like lowering the entry fee? Ooh You would ever do that?
1: Good question. Good question. All right. So here, man, th- that's actually, I want to tell you something. Can we can we give him something? Let, stay on the line. When we hang up with you, stay on the line for a second because we're going to get his address. Because this is the most intelligent question we've had all night, Brian. I'm not Kenya, and we can't hear you. Is that right? That's right. Uh, so what you're saying, I I, I want to address two two ways. So the first thing is, can a college can, a college tour level angler Get to the class and get to the tour. They can the way it's set up right now. I think you right. look at you, you. look at examples. We've got Adrian in the room tonight. We've got the Lee brothers, right. uh, who, yeah. who both qualified for the elites, who are college guys. So it can be done. But here's the bigger question, which you brought up, which is the financial side of it, right? So you got right. and think about this, Adrian. You, you, this is this is semi fresh to you. You got a kid that's gone through college. You know, it's tough financially for a college student to begin with. He's senior, he graduates, he's kicking butt, he's the top mm-hmm. in his in his club, he goes to the National College Championship, he wins or does well, he's poised to get to the next level. He graduates college, and sitting in front of him is this huge bill of what is pro fishing today. We've talked about this before, we've tiptoed around it, but... It needs to change. That's the way it is right now. This sport needs to get to the point where if you graduate college and you are one of the best college-level anglers, you should have a paid way to the next level. That's my belief
2: of what should happen. Thank you. Thank you.
5: That's my Thank, you. Thank you.
2: That's my belief of what should happen. That's the future of the sport, Pete. Well, you know, it should happen that same way for the Opens. Guys that qualify through the opens, they should they should have a paid, uh, a, you know, way into the elites. Yes. Anybody that qualifies for that tournament trail, uh, you know, they oughtn't receive a hundred thousand dollar bill. Oughtn't no. you know? They shouldn't. Oughtn't you know? That's, I learned that at Rutgers. <laughs> Back when we had the Wrangler
3: Angler, didn't that champion go ahead and get paid entries? For the invitationals, yes, yeah. yeah. So it's a excellent question, yeah. And it's not how something go, that hasn't been done. Well, how old how to, am I? Is that what you asked me? No.
2: How do we answer that question? It's been there forever. When I got started, I had to try to figure out to get sponsors. Adrian's ahead of the curve, man. He's gotten I, some sponsors that are that are helping him at a young part of his career. You know, I think it's twofold. Here's my, here's the answer. So what's the, the answer? Here's the answer. It's twofold
1: so the sports got to grow we all know that we've all we've been round and round on this topic it's twofold the first part of it is the tournament organizations they've got to to get to the next level they've got to step up and create this system of accessibility for anglers and the only way they can do that is by growing their financial resources, right? It's getting big sponsors. That's their job. You're telling me an organization like FLW and Bass doesn't have the resources to hire salespeople to go out and sell to get sponsors to back this to, to bring more money in? That's one. The second one is our responsibility. And we touched on it earlier. We've got to get together and organize. And we've got to organize the anglers and create create a group that
2: demands this so you've got to have a push and pull well it it again comes to what we talked about in the dq deal is transparency and that's what we've always wanted as anglers is transparency it's it's what funds are available like you're asking for and and commenting about a lot of things that we don't even know what's possible how much money's coming in You know, how much money is available? How much is being squandered? How much profits are going to the big tournament organizations? Is there any? Are they still reinvesting and trying to grow the sport? Is is is? who knows? We don't know. I don't know.
1: We don't know. Man, I tell you, that was a great question. Stay uh, stay on the line for a second. Hang on. Uh, He's hanging on. Thank you for that question. Man, that was a great question. And uh, well, let me say one thing. I know you're gonna, you're still listening, or you're still gonna watch this later. Whatever you do, don't strip for it. Don't get on the pole, my brother. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't get on the pole for that dollar. Do everything but get on that pole and strip. Pop well, that. We got
2: questions. You know, it's not right for you to advise people to do something you didn't.
0: <laughs>
3: uh, we, yes. We, we got some eye-up questions. What do we got back there? Yeah, who's going, Bill or me? All right, so we want to know. Yes. And this probably pertains directly to Pete, but Ooh. whose wife is the craziest on tour?
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's a dangerous one. <laughs> oh bum, John. Bum. John, I can tell you right now, you are no longer invited to my house.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: wow, crazy wives on tour. I don't know. There's a, there's probably a big list there, huh? Man, there's been some crazy ones. I would stay away from <laughs> it. You know, I would stay away from. I would it. stay away from it. Uh, Can't win this one. Yeah. Uh, what? I'm not talking. I, I, there's some crazy stories about wives and anglers and uh, <laughs> you know guys going, you know. Going out fishing, coming back, and meeting <laughs> with other guys, wives, and whoa, crazy!
1: That's
0: story. a story I was just thinking about.
1: Now, this is a this is an answer for Ike after after
3: after hours.
2: It yeah. happened about three a.m. Yeah, three. That's a three a.m. question. Okay, this one.
3: what do we got? Oh, seeing as Fat Cat was so vocal on co-anglers' do's and don'ts, can you guys give some actual advice for co-angler etiquette?
1: Wow, that's a good one. Uh... We've yeah. got some great, great folks here in the room to answer that. Mm-hmm. I'd like to hear Adrian. Uh, Adrian, let me hear your response because you fished both sides, so you've seen it from both sides of the of the coin. Give us a tip, do's and don'ts. Either one. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm going to start off. I'm going to get off a little topic of that, but
6: if I were the co angler and if I were in that position. I mean I would just have the utmost respect for the pro angler only because of the amount of time and the amount of money and effort they have put forth uh, but that aside I mean I just think a few of the rules that I would go about is one we talked about a little bit about limiting tackle really taking um, the bare minimum what you need to get by throughout the day um, also if I were the co angler, I would probably tip prior to
1: the day, uh, get it out of the way. Um, that's a good and, thing to do. Yeah, that's a good yeah, point absolutely. because I, I always did that when I fish as a co angler, mm-hmm. and I think right off the giddy, you're you're saying, "Hey, man, I appreciate what's what's going to happen today." I always yeah. did that. As a I, I
2: I heard you were one of the most aggressive. Mm-hmm. Well uh, that's true. Well we that, can talk about that. We that can comes see that. From a, yeah. Was that Shaw? Do you Shaw fish did with
1: it? when you were when you were fishing pro ams? Well I never fished against Shaw. I never fished with Shaw in the boat. Who was it? <coughs> I fished with uh I fish with uh I fish with Guido. Guido,
2: that's who it was. Guido said I was oh. most aggressive. You fish with Guido when that's you won. Um... Probably throwing a four-inch worm and six-pound test on
0: a seat.
2: <laughs> I fish with Guido. Yeah, on Lake no- on Norman on when Norman. you're on your boat. I did yeah. draw, yeah. Yeah. draw him on Norman. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. well, I mean, speaking of the aggressive thing, you know, th- there's a fine line there. I can tell there's you this. There's a fine line. In all my years of co-angling, as aggressive as I was. I never went out of my bounds to, to cast. You know, I never cast in front of, in front of the guy. I never cast at a boil or a missed fish that that, that he went after. Um, I can tell you, I utilized everything around me. I was very aware of what he was doing and what he missed, and and tried to do a very good job of hitting stuff he missed. So I, I was aggressive to the point of being courteous. I can say that. And I mean that is as a
6: co angler. I mean you have to be that. You know yeah. I mean if you want to set yourself apart to other co anglers, you have to take advantage. But like you said, there is that fine line, and and as long as you're respectful, and as long as your boater, I mean he should speak up. You know if you, if you're crossing the lines at any point, it's his it's his job to put you back in check. So as long as you're you you know you're. You're being loyal to him, and you're not disrespecting him in any way, and you're helping him. I mean, I think you're fine, you know. I mean, it's just a matter of of being back there and, and doing your job. And, and your job is to catch fish and to win your tournament as well. So as long as you fish like Mike, take advantage of all the stuff that he misses, I mean, I think uh, I think you're
1: fine there. I got to tell you, I, I real quick, I got to tell you, the worst experience I've ever had with the co-angler, this is a good one. I drew a co-angler recently that fell asleep in my boat. What? Fell asleep for a vast majority of the day. What? I was hurt by that.
0: (laughs) I don't know why.
1: I probably should have been happy, but I was just... I don't know. I felt weird the whole rest of the day. I don't fish feel like I fish good. Oxycontins? I was, no, I don't know. I think he had, like, he actually had, what? what is it called, like a... Uh, narcissism? No, nar- nar- yeah. <laughs> what? No. I don't know. He didn't have that. I'm not a doctor. No, you're not a doctor.
0: Uh,
1: you're not a producer. No, yeah. well, thank you. You're thank welcome. You. Uh, but he fell asleep in my boat.
2: Hmm.
1: I, was, I was hurt by that. I, I was boring
2: that day. Was slow. We do have a call on the line and we have some good questions loading up, so all right, let's take a call. Are you guys uh, wrapped up with that one? Nah we're gonna move on. Let's take a call. Uh
5: caller, uh, what's your name? Where are you call from? Hey, I, this is uh Cody from California. Cody, what's wow. up, man? How you doing tonight? Hey, I just had a uh I'm doing great. I had a question on um outdated rules and what you think is outdated as far as like the eight foot route length, because here in California we have a lot of people that use like eight foot six and nine foot rods for you know some of the popular techniques that are coming out. What do you think about stuff like that?
1: Man, that's a great question. That's another great question. That's another award winning question. Uh, question. Yeah, I mean, I, I can tell you, in other sports, they continually look at rules and and work on updating old ones. Um, you know, eliminating or updating old rules. Why do we have that rule in the first place? Well, we have that rule. I'm going to. D gonna, Thomas. I'm going to you. Absolutely, yeah. you're, right. Thomas, you're right. You're really? right. And that goes historically back when D brought the flipping technique around. And I don't know if it was D or other guys, but they started using literally like ten, twelve foot rods. And, and they were just, uh, what, what do you call that? Dropping it. They called it toolie dipping. Toolie dipping. That's yeah. exactly right. Wow. Well, so that's, the origin, that's the origin of the rule. But yeah. here we are, 2015, a lot's changed. You've got big swim baits. You've got strolling. You've got all these yeah. techniques that require a longer rod. Why really not well.
2: reanalyze that one? I agree with that. Why not look at it again? And why was that bad in the first place, Tully dipping? Why, why is that an advantage? Well, I, I think it I think it it gets back maybe to a little bit of the A rig. It was different.
1: Those guys were coming back east and kicking everybody's ass. They were intimidated. They wanted to put something in place that, you know, eliminated a technique that they weren't familiar with?
6: Yeah, and, and back then, too, I mean, the the stuff that they had available, I mean, the reels probably weren't as free. I mean, try and pitch a quarter-ounce something when you yeah. can use a 12-foot rod and just totally dip. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I, and if you look back, too, I mean, a, a technique that's, that's popular, too, is a float and fly. You know, a lot of people do that in cold water applications. And I know on the FLW side, we're allowed to throw a rod that's, or use a rod that's, uh, um, and longer in length. We don't have that eight-foot rule. But on the bass side, if you want to try and throw a floating fly, you're not going to be able to do it. I mean, you're going to be able to
1: tweak it a little bit, but
6: yeah. I think a great, there's a that's few... A yeah. question,
2: that's a great
1: question, Pete. It's a great question. I think I some agree. of those
2: rules need to be looked at
1: I and changed. I, I,
0: I
2: see no uh, reason why you know unlimited rod length, uh, I mean, why limit the rod length? I don't really I don't really see what that. What about as... a twenty foot rod? <laughs> what about it? Well I don't know. What about a twenty foot rod? You'd be able to get your crankbaits real deep then. Yeah. <laughs> Neil and real. Neil and I mean it's why not do it? Is that less sporty though, using a twenty foot rod than Neil and real? No, that's what I'm saying. I don't I don't think it is. I think it's uh it's as much cumbersome and problematic. Imagine boat flipping with a twenty foot rod. Wow! You'd have to be on the troll motor to keep it in the boat. Yeah, I I don't. I I agree. I think that rule (laughs) ought to be looked at. That's weird. Though I learned something tonight. I had no idea that's where that came from. I thought it was something to do with fly fishing and like those big long fly rods that the guys, you know, the twelve footers. and Fly fishing the world. Yeah, Yeah. I thought that. I thought that was it. Was
0: not. Yep.
1: Interesting. Caller, thank you for that question. That was awesome. Cody man. from California. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. No, Tom.
5: You, th- you can throw your Roman made mother with that uh that twenty
1: foot. Four hundred bucks. You could throw that damn thing whatever you want, man. <laughs> Handline. <laughs> Great question. Thank you for call, man. Have a good night. You too. You. Yeah. Let, let's reanalyze the rules. Uh, I I want to get rid of some. I want to bring some new ones in. Mm-hmm. Let's let's um let's bring in a few new rules. What I think. What would you like to see brought in? I want to see. In the elites, where there's marshals, I want to see net girls. And I want to see them in bikinis. And I want them to all be high-dollar models, Bill.
3: And every time you catch a bass, they walk around. One. They lap Two. it. They do laps on They the lap ring. it. I so want to so see that net leaves me out in the ring. Yep. Yeah, they, they
2: hold the bass up, and they walk around
1: in a bikini. And I, and here's the other rule. I believe that live bait should be a no-no, except crickets. <laughs> I think you should absolutely be allowed to drop shot crickets. I mean, there's too many of them. We've got to get rid of them things. They're all over the place. I can't keep them out of my garage. My basement. I've got mice and crickets out there. It's terrible. What do we got back
3: there? All right, another question. So, answer just the question, not a long drawn out deal. It's a quick one. To Ike, Adrian, and Pete. Concerning crankbaits, what do you prefer, <laughs> the new-school plastic baits or the old-school balsa baits? Ooh. Go, Pete, start. I'm
2: offended at the no long, drawn-out answer. Hey,
3: hey, it's plastic or wood. <laughs> Who's got to stop? Thanks,
2: Pete, thanks for your answer. <laughs> <laughs> Pete, tight. Thank you. Next.
1: Go ahead. We're going to give you a chance to answer it.
2: Uh, you know, I, I think that... <laughs> You know, I th- here's the here's my answer. I have both. Gotta
3: You're have too both. long. Go. Oh. Gotta have both. Okay. Man. Gotta have both. That's a good answer. You he, gotta have He'd never make six seconds with Mercer, would he? Never. Never. <laughs> I I'm gonna agree
1: and disagree. You need both. But if I had to pick one, I want my balsa baits, man. There's something about wood that you can't get with the mass-produced bait. I want balsa. I want wood baits. Agent Balsa. Balsa. Bill.
2: I would go with a balsa as well. Okay. There you have it. Brian DeCarpenter?
7: Excuse Ball, me? Balsa.
6: Can't hear you.
2: Yeah, absolutely, Balsa. Yeah, Balsa. Shadraps, baby. Shadraps. Shadraps. DTs. You got right.
1: to have DT. We have you another. Have.
2: Okay. What do
1: we
3: got? If Bass could get the resources through sponsor, would it be a good idea to put college anglers into the opens?
2: Well, yeah. Go yeah. ahead. Well you know what what i feel like is there should be an appropriate qualification system that makes sense Right, guys coming at, coming out at of high school ought to have an appropriate weight and incentive to get into college, an opportunity there like scholarships, like they do with other sports. Guys in college that are qualifying and uh, extremely talented ought to have a, a, a way to get into the opens. Guys that fish the opens, just like qualify. other professional sports, right? They they just ought- like baseball, just right. like they, football. They ought to be they ought to be scouted and and placed into the, into the elites, yeah. you know, that, yeah, there, there's no question about it. They ought to have a way in yeah. Is yeah. that short enough? That was short. It, it was, was pretty short, Pete. Very <laughs> impressed. Now, to the point. Let me remind everybody, um, phone lines
1: are open. Uh, yeah, 855-498-0691. phone lines are full. 498-0691. Also, you can instant message us or uh, tweet us at Mike underscore Iconelli. Uh, caller, what's your name? Where are you calling from?
7: Jared from New Jersey. Jared from Jersey! Jersey in the house. What's your question, man? Hey, I hear a lot of you elite guys say that you need representation, and that's kind of how PA was originally started. Uh, what are you guys looking to uh, be represented? like? What are you guys looking for uh, with the representation?
1: Oh, great question, great question. Uh, yeah, I mean, to, to flash to the first part, yeah, PAA, and I think we talked about this before, PAA was originally started as an angler group, and they talked about things like health insurance, uh, retirement plans, you know, all that stuff. And PAA kind of went astray a little bit. I'm hoping they get back to where they originally were. Right. But the big, the big scheme of things is, I don't want to use the term union. I don't think that's the right term. Uh, but you know, I think what's needed in in this sport is what you know you have in other sports. You, you, you know, the anglers have to have, should have a unified voice. That's what we're looking for, and, and if, mm. you know that that's that's my opinion of it. And and it's a bigger process. I think. I think the first step is you've got to get the anglers together. The second step is you've got to get the sponsors on board with that, and you've got to re- make the sponsors realize that. It would be a good thing for them as well as the
2: anglers. If you do those two things, it'll work. Well, I would agree. I mean, we need the representation. We need health care. It's something that's not provided to us. We need, uh, but, you know, that's, that's a specific item. You know, we need representation that is going to protect us. You know, that can fight when, you know, something like a DQ happens to you. Yeah. That that can fight when, uh, you know, there might be something that's negative going your way. Um, Yeah, you get wrongfully accused of
1: something, and it it could be a career ruiner. You have to have somebody there to, to, you know, there has to be a check and balance,
2: man. Right. Our sport is like that. You know, we got a bunch of guys out there hustling their butts off, scrambling for sponsors, working so hard trying to compete against the best in the world, you know, what about payouts? You know, let's justify what the payouts... justify the payouts. You know, let's... let's What about content? Is it it right that you're paying all
1: this money to enter a tournament, and you don't 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 have ownership of the content? You can't put a GoPro on your boat and tape what happens during the day and have ownership of that content? Yeah. Is
2: that right? That
0: ain't right. Rubbish. How
2: about exposure? How about exposure? You win the tournament, you get all the exposure. But there's guys that have won tournaments that have gotten zero exposure. You know, and zero benefit from that out on the media. You know, yeah. there's got to be there's got to be a way. There's got to be a balance there a little bit for the anglers.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Lot, lot of lot of big issues there. And by the way, I know you're from Jersey. If you know the location of where Jimmy Hoffa's buried, we might use him to start this union. <laughs> Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate you. Thanks, Mike. Okay, right. man. Some great callers. I'd actually like to know where Hoffa's buried. anybody know? Bill. No, actually. He's not you remember that whole bill. thing. You were right. Ran- oh, you- yeah.
3: yeah.
1: Any think- idea? Is he in Atlantic City or where's he at? Well,
3: actually, I think we went to school together. Um, we got a 50th reunion I coming up. I think he's at the bottom of
1: Harrah's, isn't he?
3: He could be anywhere.
1: <laughs> <laughs> can I
3: say Harrah's or do I have to say Harris? No, you can say anything you want. You're- this is your show. Dude.
1: Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right.
3: That's right. That's
2: uh. right. What do we got back there?
1: Do you know we got anything? I am going back there? Come on.
2: Hold on, hold on, can't I can't hear you. hear
1: you. Hold on, swap that mic over to you. Swip, swap. Can you oh, hear me? Okay, good. Yeah, I got you now.
3: Okay, would you like the classic to go back to a limited amount of tackle and rods? Was it ever that way? Because I don't was. know, that's before my time. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was. For those of you that don't remember, mm-hmm. Pete, you remember this. I fished some of them. Bill, you remember this. I do. At one time, there was a limited number of rods and a limited number of tackle. Yeah. In fact... They used to provide you
0: with the tackle
1: boxes to put your tackle in. Right. And you were limited. Whatever you could stuff into those storage systems that they sent is all you could bring. Mm -hmm. I I don't know. It was kind of cool. I I, I don't know. You know, I think when the big change happened and they allowed us to get in our own boats and compete in all the events, including the Classic, I think that eliminated that. You know, because you operate out of your boat all year to qualify Mm -hmm. your equipment. Yeah, why change it for the biggest event of the See, year?
2: Here's my deal: it's, it's it's man, it's all about the developing patterns out there, you know. So if you uh, it, it during practice at a classic, you develop a pattern that requires a tool that somehow is not in your tackle box because you didn't expect or you didn't like uh, strategize about that It surprised you, you know. I mean, I, I want to. You know, I think it's better for the sport that let the guys have their tools, let them do what they're good at, you know, and and don't limit them in that capacity. I don't, I don't think it's a good thing. You're right. I agree.
1: I'm dreaming of a <laughs> caller. What's your name? Where are you call from?
5: Hey, it's uh, tackle mob. What's going
1: on,
0: man? What's up? Is it true you
1: were in your bathtub earlier?
5: Uh, I was actually in your hot tub. You just
1: didn't know. <laughs> no, what, the rumor going around the studio was you were in your bathtub. What was he doing in his bathtub? Playing with that thing. Playing with oh. the weed, with oh, the, uh, you were playing with the thing.
5: That's right. The snake weed doll. Right.
0: <laughs> Did you yeah, win no, again? It
5: was actually it was actually uh, a heat man and a wonder woman. Wow. We're not going to talk about it, though. This is not the after, after, after hour show. That's right. That's right. Uh, but, that's, uh, that's hey, I wanted to, uh, you know, bring up, we bring up that, uh, Uh, Union topic real quick And I don't really want to get too far into it Because I'm so ridiculously passionate About this conversation I think you guys need two shows about it Like (laughs) Mm. We go on for forever and forever about that one Mm. But uh, The anglers basically Already are on board by default Because realistically Most if not all Are members of the TAA And when you join ASA In order to go to ICAST You are pretty much into organizations that part of their charters are all the union benefits. They just choose not to focus on that as their business. So it's my opinion that until the anglers come together and give them a reason to focus on that, nothing's going to happen. But I, it's there already. Yes. I mean, by default, the footprint yes. is already laid. Okay. They don't well, really point, have to get people together.
1: Point taken. But I know what you're going to say. But let me let me say something first, Pete. I think I know what you're going to say. All right. Point point well taken. But right now, what we're contending with is the sponsors, and and and, and I don't want to say it in a negative way, but here's here's what's happening. A hundred of the 120 guys on the elites have this need and want to organize. But at the same time, those hundred guys have sponsors that they're worried about losing if they jump on the side of creating a union. That's a big worry. Because it, because in their mind, if they do this, and their sponsor drops them, they're out X, X number of money. Or they're out that spot. And, and in their mind, you know, We've been brought up in a culture that if you don't want to conform, then move over we've got another guy that'll take your place and that right. and that, that, that fear that fear has been out there forever
2: yeah it, 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 you got guys at different levels that's the problem here and that's what's always you know held us back you know you you've got a few guys that are commanding you know big dollars in this sport um, some in this room and uh, Mike is too. Uh, but uh, the uh, those guys are looking at the sport differently than the guys that are rookies. You know, so though, you got you got this big diversity, right? You got all these guys looking at the sport differently with different priorities. It's so hard, and plus the guys that are just getting started. They idolize the guys at the top of the sport, and they follow them to the death. So it's. Man, it's such a difficult proposition getting a 100 grown men of various financial and professional backgrounds to get together to agree on anything. It's always been our problem.
5: I tell you, it's hard to get two people to agree on anything. Right. But I think that realistically, just the fact that all of the groundwork is already laid makes it easier to start slowly changing little things and little types of representation that won't affect sponsors in a negative way It won't pull anybody out. And as far as the sponsors go, realistically, the anglers and the decisions that the groups that they're attached to, paa ASA, whatever association we happen to be talking about, whether it's some of the tournament associations, they made decisions that created this marketplace the way that it is they put the sponsors in position to have the power to inflict the fear in the first place and it's gotten to a point where maybe the only thing to do would be for everyone to bind together and that would be the only safe way because you're right if one person falls off as it is in most cases
2: Well, it's a it, problem. It does. It does, It shouldn't be adversarial. The, the the what 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 has to happen is the anglers got to find common ground. And the anglers got to find common ground with the tournament organizations, and and that's what has to happen. You know, we got to build this into a in, into something that, that's a growth thing for everybody. We for all everybody. have vested interest in building this yeah. sport. Let's build it. Let's start, build it together. Start. Well, start with the anglers. Go to the sponsors. When you have the anglers and the
1: sponsors together, you've got you've got power.
5: By the way, that goes back to your earlier question, Pete. The numbers actually are there. Realistically, the production company, which is owned by one of the owners of one of the tournament organizations, makes so much of the profit that the tournament organization is basically a break-even business. And if they just took some of that money and put it back in... They could basically okay. say, I don't know, make 50% I don't know
2: that to be 40%
5: true 40% tournament cost reduction Nobody for knows. all college anglers on any college team that want to go to the Opens to try and qualify across the board.
2: Well, how much are they making? Open. We, don't, we don't know. We Nobody don't, knows. I don't, I've never seen a spread. Nobody knows.
5: You know, the numbers are out there if you just look at what the production costs of the contracts are between J M and ESPN uh, J M and um hey, when hey, when I'm ESPN a, them for the cost of an episode, you can figure out basically I'm i I'm the a business I'm there. a
2: business owner with the Bass University. And people could look at our deal and say, Oh my god, you know what well, you know, that but they don't know you know they don't look inside our books and see the expenses and all the stuff that is ancillary to running our program and making it work you know i don't you know people don't know that about what we're doing and i don't know that about what they're doing and you know that's that's one of the problems is we don't know we can look at it there's no transparency there's <laughs> no
0: transparency
2: no uh, transparency there's
1: not put that on there wow we, we ended up. Wait, how did we do that?
4: That's an amazing. Brian the
1: Carpenter just put a picture of you up on the screen.
5: How did we get that?
4: Of who? Of me? Yeah. Oh,
5: no, huh? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's definitely not me. No, <laughs> who is I love that? I that hair, though. I'd do that in the heart, I, uh-huh. I got the fro for sure.
0: <laughs>
5: <laughs>
1: I don't even know who that is. But that's funny.
5: Hey, man, thank you for the call. As usual, very exciting. Looks site- like Abe Froman's kid. That's Abe Froman, the sausage king from Chicago's
1: kid.
0: That? <laughs> is that who that was?
5: I
1: guess I
0: don't know. I don't know. What I slogan? wish I
1: had his money. Uh, thanks it's for the call, that man. at skinny brother. <laughs> yeah. Good talking to you as usual, man. That's a very uh, you know. I got to ask you something, Bill. Oh, I just remember. Okay. Hold on a second, Brian. Have you ever been tased?
0: No, I haven't. Okay, <laughs> that, that I can remember. i,
1: I just
2: wondered. I,
1: I just, I don't know. I just, I sit here as Pete was talking, and for some reason, I wanted, to, I felt the need to ask you if you've ever been tased before. Anybody in this room? No, been but tased? let me tell you something, Brian the Carpenter. We had Dan Quinn. We all know Dan Quinn from mm-hmm. Rapala. Phil, yeah. you know Dan. I do. Dan's been in the studio before. Dan, last time I was up at Rapala, showed me a video. Believe it or not, I don't know a lot of you guys don't know this. Dan was in the police academy, and fortunately or unfortunately, depending on how you look at it, Dan was selected in his in his group to be the one to be tased. Come on, and it was videotaped, <laughs> and he has it, and he showed it to me, and it's the most un- unbelievable thing I've ever seen. Can Sciricons? we play it now? It's amazing. If I can get a hold of it, I'm going to ask Dan if I can get a hold of it, and he's okay with it. <laughs> we may play it on one of the next shows. What's it like, just? Reenacted. It. It, Reenacted. It, it. Come on, let's see it. it. Come on. It's it's I don't like on it. it's euphoria and pain all in one motion. It's kind of like. Ah! ah
0: oh! Like that. Ah! Where? did? Ah! <laughs> ah! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's like a dividing
2: rod. <laughs> where did they tase him? Like in the chest? They. It the looked like the or? upper body. But,
1: but they had someone there to, like, catch him because yeah. you lose control of your body, and they were doing it on mats, you know? That's crazy. And and the craziest thing is the rest of his class was all surrounding them in a circle, you know? So they're all like, taste, taste, taste.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> now... I didn't ask Dan this, but he ended up at Rapala, and not in the police department. I wonder if that had something to do with it. I don't know. i say it was a good move. I think it was a good move, too. is a lot better. Hey, uh,
2: we've got a really good uh, IM here for Adrian, and then we got a car on the line. So okay.
3: Stacking up, but yeah, it's good. To... What do we got? You wouldn't believe how interested they are in knowing what his new sponsors are for 2015. So it's yes. either Woo-hoo. new sponsors that they're worried about, or they're worried about stealing them out from under you if the contract's. Not signed yet. You better. This
1: is. You're walking on shaky ground here. You you can answer this however you want to.
6: Yeah, I mean, um, just to get back at it. Basically, 2014, all my sponsors stayed current. Um, for 2015 there's two two definite additions one's new threads it's apparel company also embroidering and then the other ones are we haven't done a press release yet but it's me coming out I'm gonna wait till the caps on there we're gonna wrap it up and then we're gonna shoot out a press release but then there's a few others that are in the makings too those ones are also in the, in the auto world. They're basically non-endemic sponsors. And those ones I won't disclose yet.
1: I like that. I like that. Speaking of sponsor announcements. Oh, I would like some transparency,
3: Adrian.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the,
3: the one sponsor he has is uh, uh, Tampax is coming on.
1: Uh, speaking of transparency and new sponsors, I'm going to tell you this. We won't officially announce it yet. What? Because it's action. not done. But... Big news! Can we get a, a pause sound effect? Come on, ah, man! What on, is
2: up with that? Wait. No, but do
1: you need a sound
2: effect somewhere? Hold on, wait. We got you, a million dollars worth of equipment back there. Yeah. You can't
1: get a sound effect?
2: That's it. That's what we got.
1: This is terrible. I'll get him off the screen. All right, I'll be. Uh, <laughs> We won't. We won't say any. I don't because it's not a done deal. You know how that works. But very exciting. Two thousand fifteen. Ike Live is going to have its first. Official sponsor. Very excited. Very excited. (laughs) Awesome. Very excited. Big company, too. Really? Mainstream company. Seeing value in this show. Outstanding. Yeah, very excited. Very excited. All right, what do we got, Brian? We got a caller. Oh, yeah, we got a caller. Okay. He probably hung up.
7: Uh, Hello? Caller, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Alex, New York City. Hey, man, what's oh, up? Right, How you doing tonight? What, New York. City. What's going on? I'm good. I called it was the first time you guys had your uh, after hours show, and uh, Ike was talking about assholes and five pound basses. I don't know what it was good with that. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I haven't called ever since then. You know, I got a little bit freaked out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've mellowed out a lot Facebook since
7: that show. after show. I didn't know what what other conversation was going to come up. So.
1: <laughs> what's
7: your I question, man? Question what do you got about, going on
0: tonight?
7: What was that? What do you got going on tonight? What's your question? Uh, yeah, I just wanted to know. I always wanted to actually, uh,. Uh, bass fisherman about this. So how come you guys don't use you know like only for example? You know you use your Abu Garcia. You know, that's your sponsor. Why doesn't why don't anglers that are sponsored by certain companies like Abu Garcia, Shimano? Why don't they use JDM version of the reels? Like besides using a Grotto, why don't you use a Scorpion? Ooh. Besides using a uh, a Revo uh, SPX, why yep. don't you use like an Elite? Yeah. Questions, you know, stuff like that.
1: It's a great question. That's a great. That's a that's an amazing. Man, we're getting amazing questions tonight. It's a great question. I'm I'm going to answer it two ways okay so the first way is i'm gonna answer it, is i would love to use that stuff jdm stuff from all the manufacturers abu garcia shimano whoever it is is two three steps who is jdm jdm basically we're talking about japanese we're talking about japanese okay. techy stuff jdm stuff is amazing uh and I'd love to use it. The primary reason, and, and you know what? Then, let me step back. You do see a few guys using it. If you look at Brandon Palahniuk this year, he used a lot of the JDM Abu Garcia line. Uh, and, and, you know, the big thing, though, is, Alex, is, you know, they want us promoting and they want us using the stuff that's readily available to mainstream America, to the general public here in the states, you know, and I get that. I, I get that. You know what I mean? Uh, a JDM equipment as amazing as it is 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 for a very limited audience. You know, it's it's for the very top echelon of angler, the guy that's got a ton of money. You know, the guy that's confident in ordering overseas. That's 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 five percent of the consumers here in the states. You know, mm. so. You know, that company's paying Pete, and they want Pete to promote the products that consumers can buy here readily in the States. Right. That's the main reason, you know? Right. Uh,
7: well, another question, you know, I've I seen this in the, uh, in the comments on the uh, website. Somebody asked this, and I actually you caught my eye. Uh, the question was—I don't know who the person was—but the question was, what story do you know where a bass angler, you know, as a professional now, went from rags to riches? You know, I found that really interesting. Like, who do you know that had nothing and just because of bass fishing got all this money and you know, was living well or better than he is before?
1: Yeah, I—you uh, know what—what what comes to my mind would be um, the, a lot of the old, the old guard. Yeah. You know, what comes to my mind are guys like uh, Larry Nixon, Nixon. guys like Tommy Martin, uh, you know, guys like David Fritz, who were very much blue-collar guys, you know, guys, you know, that were guiding or had, you know, normal 9-to-5s. And made it big in an era when the sport was in its infancy. Right, they're the biggest success stories I love to talk about. You know, Gu- guys that you know, Larry Nixon. Oh my God, Dude, he was the first guy in bass history that made two million dollars, right. and that was ten years ago. Right. Ten, $2 dollars ten years ago.
2: And he hasn't fished over there for. That's what I'm saying. Forever.
1: That's amazing. And he was he was guiding yeah.
2: on Toledo Bend.
1: I know. That's a talk about a rags to riches story. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And there and there's more. There's more modern ones. Yeah. I'd say Brandon Polnick would be a good one. A modern well, each, you be. know,
2: story. Yeah. You know.
0: Oh, Thank you a lot.
2: Yeah, thanks for the call, That's man. That's a great question. That's a great question. Yeah, you know, the unfortunate thing about a sport, it doesn't create that opportunity for the rags to riches right. these days. Yep. You know, it's it's $100,000, man. That's a lot of cash.
3: Did you hear that?
2: It's the John
0: McGraw Show. I up the plane at lax with the dream my my cardigan. Welcome to the land of fame. Quick, quick. Grab his head. Grab that head.
1: Bill, grab that big head right there. The one with the eggs on it.
0: Grab that one. Yeah, just pull that right off there. That's it. Let me see that. Get close up there, Brian. I not too much pressure and I'm nervous. <laughs> this when the taxi makes you turn radio. Energy.
1: Good questions here tonight, right? It's amazing. Yes, we have
0: call.
1: We got a call. I hope it's Hannah Montana. Uh. <laughs> That's not what she goes by anymore. Caller, what's your name? Where are you call from?
5: Hey, it's Chris from uh, Kansas City, Missouri, man. What's up, Chris?
1: How you doing tonight, man?
5: Hey, man, chillin'. You hey, call me Mo, whatever. I see you over there.
1: All right, Mo. What's your question, man?
5: Hey, man. Uh, one thing I wanted to bring up is how I think Bass can make it easier on Marshalls to. Uh, get their thing done and help them out a little bit.
2: All right.
5: You know, one thing that, that we have problems with is, is paying to get to our destination, paying for our, our hotel rooms, paying for everything, and this and that. And, yeah, I get it that, we, uh, that we're we getting treated, but, you know, I don't know what you think about that.
1: You talking about a little assistance from the organization to help you guys get get to and from yeah. the location?
5: Of course, something, yeah. anything, man. Well, that, you I, know, just whatever. Yeah, no, I,
1: I, I, like it. I like it, and I think you know. Again, I, I, don't want to put all. I hate to keep putting the blame on the freaking tournament organizations because I sound like I'm crying. <laughs> but no, th- but uh, no, no. I know what you're saying, but to me, that's another sales opportunity, right? Exactly. Cr- create exactly. an agreement with a hotel chain. Create an agreement with a with a trap with a that's with true. an airline with a travel agency with a. I mean, there's there's ways to, to, for for them to do that.
5: That's and I will travel
0: across the country to fish with you guys in. But uh one other thing on that is y'all gotta talk too, man.